welcome to the Field Log Podcast, weekly reflections for the Warrior King to help you master yourself, fulfill your purpose, and conquer the day. I'm your host, Marcian Sicario. Field Log, Day 115 The Good and the Bad. So it's been about a month since the last Field Log came out. And I want to say that I have a good reason for that happening, and there definitely is a reason that extenuated the whole situation, which is that the laptop that I've had for the last, I want to say, six years or so, started having a real problem with the fan. The fan would buzz very, very loud, and I think in the last two or three field logs, you might even be able to hear it if you listen very closely, but it was very distracting. It was ruining the audio quality, so I had to go ahead and get a new laptop. But of course, me being me, I had to do a lot of research on which one to get and ultimately ended up settling on a machine, ordering that machine. And that came in about a week ago. So there was about two or three weeks where I want to say I had a good excuse for not recording field logs. But then, of course, over the course of the last week, I just didn't do it. Now I'm going to record at least four today, make sure those get scheduled. And as usual, I'm going to try to return to the consistency that we're used to from the beginning of the project. Now with that apology out of the way, please forgive me. I want to dive into today's topic, which is the good and the bad. And this topic was inspired by a Bible verse that I read a couple of months ago. I made a note to do a field log on this because I find the idea very useful. It's something that we've touched on a couple of times on the field log. But of course, as usual, I'm going to go ahead and read the verse first and any footnotes that relate to it. But I have to give my usual disclaimer. I am not a priest. I'm not a theologian. I'm not a bishop. I'm no one's spiritual father. I'm not even anyone's godfather. So to whatever degree today's topic ends up being spiritual, please take it with a grain of salt and check things that I say with your spiritual father if they don't seem to be what you would think the thing should be. (laughs) Now, with that being said, let's dive into the scripture verse. And we are in the book of Ecclesiastes, right? Chapter 7, verse 14. And verse 14 reads, In the day of what is good, live in that goodness. But in in the day of trouble, consider also that God made one harmonious with the other, that a man may not find out anything that will come after him. Now, unfortunately, this verse doesn't have a footnote in the Orthodox Study Bible. But thankfully, I think that it's relatively straightforward, right? If we look at the very beginning of the verse, it reads that in the day of good, where is it? In the day of what is good, live in that goodness. But in the day of trouble, consider also that God made one harmonious with the other. Now, I saw some other translations of this, and of course, I'm using the Orthodox Study Bible since it is the best translation. But in some other translations, I saw that second part of the first half translated as something along the lines of, in the day of trouble, consider that God made the one and the other, right? So that God made both of them. So what does all of this mean? Well, it appears to me that the first part, like I said, is pretty obvious. If you're experiencing a good day, if you're experiencing a good season, if you're experiencing a good year, a good month, whatever it is, even a good moment, live in that. Enjoy that, right? A lot of what we talk about on the field log is around this idea of seeking out difficulty, 
seeking out struggle, constantly growing. And many times we don't focus on leisure as much, which of course, leisure is one of the seven commitments. It is the last commitment, but it is one of the seven commitments. So if you take care of your spiritual life and your finances and your body and your craft and all of the other things, when there is time left over, you shouldn't say, okay, let me use this to work even harder, to, to get even further ahead. You genuinely have to make time for leisure. At the very least, you have to honor the Sabbath and keep it holy, right? Which, of course, for Christians means the Lord's Day, right? Sabbath being Saturday, the Lord's Day being Sunday. We should try not to work on those days. So enjoying goodness, right? Enjoying the fruits of your labor is something that we are called to do as men living the warrior king life, as Christian men, as Orthodox men. This is something that we have to do. Now, the reason I don't talk about this much is because the culture that we live in is a culture that promotes hedonism. It's a culture that promotes extensive relaxation, that promotes the glorification and the worship of fun. Now, I don't have any problem with doing things that are fun, but this idea that you know everybody's working for the weekend, as that famous song goes, that the only reason you work is for the times that you don't work. That's not true. Man was made for labor. Man was made for work, even before the fall. In the book of Genesis, you can crack your Bible, you can read about this. Man was made to work. Man was made to steward. So the reason I don't talk about it much on the field log is because that's what everyone else is already telling you. And the point of the warrior king ethos is to reset that, right? Is to to fight against that wave of hedonism and pleasure that we're living in and to sort of sing the praises of asceticism, right? Asceticism is the most powerful tool in your arsenal, in my opinion. Cold showers, sleeping on the floor, fasting, weight training, reading books, seeking solitude. We've done episodes on basically all of these for a reason. This is something that's missing, so that's what we emphasize. That being said, because today's log is the good and the bad, we have to say that when you're living in a good moment, when you're experiencing a good moment, you should sit in that. You should enjoy that. You should allow yourself to enjoy when you finish your to-do list for the day early or when you finish your weekly goals early and maybe you have two days where you can just enjoy the fruits of your labor. Not only is there nothing wrong with that, but the scriptures tell us to do this, right? It says right here, Ecclesiastes chapter 7, verse 14, in the day of what is good, live in that goodness. So enjoy it. Right When you start living the warrior king life, when you start weight training, when you start dressing better, when you start working on your rapport building skills and your charisma, when you start worshiping God and, and weeding through the muck of your internal life and through prayer and repentance and God's mercy and grace, you start becoming a better person. There's going to be a greater percentage of your time that's good. A lot of what you experience is going to be very good. So you have to learn to enjoy that. I remember a period of years in my life where when I didn't have anything to do, when I didn't have any work on the docket or I finished my to-do list for the day, I would almost get anxious. 
you know, I would get stressed out. I would, what am I supposed to do with this time? Like, I got to find something to work on. Every second has to be filled with something productive. This is a lie. This is a lie. We've done a field log on that as well. It's called the wrong motivation or the wrong motivations. I'm not quite sure. But scroll back. Listen to that. Seriously, listen to that. The idea that we sort of idolize and worship the grind. That's not what this is about. We work for two reasons. We work because of who we become in the process. And we work because of the good fruits of that labor that allow us to be good men, to provide, to protect, to be stewards of the people that God has placed in our life, of the things that God has placed in our life. We work for a reason. We don't work for work's sake. Right? You don't weight train because of the ontological objective good of weight training. You weight train because the fruits of it, right? You get bigger and stronger. That is good. And because of the discipline you build, the person you become in the process. So there is a reason we do it. There is an outcome. And a lot of times that outcome is internal. I understand that, but it's still an outcome. So when you're living in a moment that's good, you have to remind yourself to allow yourself to enjoy that. Right? Whenever I go to church and the liturgy is over, I usually spend anywhere between one to maybe three or four hours talking to people, enjoying their company. I could say, okay, I've done my church. I'm all done here. Time to hop in the car. Time to go back and do some more work. No, no, no. Enjoy it. Right? Be around people. Have some fellowship. It's very important. Right? This is what motivates you to do better. It's the people in my life that motivate me to be a better man and to do better. So that's the first half of that verse, right? In the day of what is good, where is it? In the day of what is good, live in that goodness. But in the day of trouble, consider also that God made one harmonious with the other. And then of course, the very last piece being that a man may not find out anything that will come after him, which I'm not exactly sure what that's supposed to mean. So I'm not going to speak on that. But I will talk about that first half, and this is why we need footnotes, because clearly I am not educated enough in Scripture and these sorts of things to understand exactly what that's talking about. But, of course, the verse is still a good tool to talk about this idea of the good and the bad. So that second portion of the first half, in the day of trouble, consider also that God made one harmonious with the other, one being the day of what is good, and the other being the day of trouble. We've talked about hard days before. We have a whole field log on this. If you want to hear my take on it, go listen to that. I think it'll be edifying for you. I think it'll be useful. But we'll rehash some of these ideas in the context of the day that is good. There are going to come days where you experience trouble. There are going to come days where things are inconvenient, where people are frustrating. There are days where you're frustrated with yourself because you're not doing what you're supposed to do. There are days when... If you're like me, right, it's time to record a field log and you, you say you'll do it later and then later comes you can say, I'm tired now, I'll go to bed, I'll do it in the morning and then it doesn't happen. And of course, we've talked about this too, right? What is it? How to stay poor. There's a field log called how to stay poor. Rule number one for staying poor and you can substitute poor with unsuccessful. Rule number one for staying unsuccessful is start tomorrow. And I fall into this all the time. Maybe you do too. Maybe you don't. God bless you. But those days are going to come. And what the verse is trying to remind us of here, it's telling us to remember, is that God made both. Right? God 
allows us to experience good days, you know, as an act of mercy, as an act of grace, and he allows us to experience the bad for the same reason. And actually, now that I'm thinking about it, I think maybe I'm starting to understand what the last half of this verse means. A man may not find out anything that will come after him. Right? There's this little parable, and I'll tell it real quick. I think I may have told it once before. It's one of my favorite stories. There was a man who had a son and a horse. And one day, the horse ran away. And the villagers in the village came to the man and said, Oh, what a tragedy. What a misfortune that your horse ran away. And the man just said, We will see. Well, the next day comes around and the horse returns. But it doesn't return alone. It's got three other horses in tow, I guess. The horse went out there, made some friends. And then the villagers come to the man again and say, Wow, we were wrong. What a, what a fortune. What a fortuitous event that this horse ran away so that it could come back with more horses. And then the man says, we will see. Now, the very next day, his son is busy training one of the horses and riding it. The horse is very wild and it bucks and it throws him off and he breaks his leg. And sure enough, here are the villagers again saying, oh, what a misfortune that your horse came back with these other horses because now your son's leg is broken. And of course, the man says, we will see. Now, the very next day, the military recruiters come around, right? They're conscripting young men. And they go to the man's house and they see that his son's leg is broken. And they pass him over. He doesn't get conscripted. And of course, the villagers come once again and say, what a fortunate event that your son broke his leg. Because now the military recruiters didn't enlist him. And the man just says, I'm sure you can see where this is going. He says, we will see. The idea being that you never know if an event is for your benefit or for your detriment, except when you're a Christian man, when you're a man living the warrior king life, you know that all of it is for your benefit. There's that verse, and I don't know where it is. I think it's somewhere in the New Testament. It reads that God makes all things work for the good for those who believe in him. So when you're experiencing a good day, Live in that goodness. Enjoy that goodness. When you're experiencing a day of trouble, consider that God made one and the other and that you don't know what the ultimate result is going to be, what the end result is going to be of that day. So we're essentially tasked with not just trying to enjoy the good and tolerate the bad, but to understand that they're both made by God, and that's the language that the verse is using, right? Of course, my first instinct would have been to say that the good is made by God and the bad is allowed, but I'll just use the verbiage from the scripture, that they're both made by God. God has given you the good days, God has given you the bad days, whether or not he crafted it himself or allowed them to happen or whatever, beyond my pay grade. But clearly, God saw fit for this to be allowed to happen to you for one reason or another. He made both. So if you're going to go ahead and say, I enjoy my good days, you have to also accept that the bad days come from the same source. Right? And like I said, we have a field log on this. It's called Hard Days. Where I go into a lot more detail on this idea 
Now, one of the things I said in that field log was the idea of preparing yourself for those bad days, right? And that's something I want to quickly mention now because we're on that topic. Accept that they will happen. Bad days will happen. And understand that they're for your benefit, right? That's what it says in the scripture right here, it appears to me, that you don't know how it's going to play out, right? Things like this have happened to me a million times. I mean, how many times... Have you, I don't know, applied for a job and not gotten it and and then applied for another job and then realized afterwards that if you'd gotten the first job, you wouldn't have applied to the second one, which ended up being better for you, right? It's happened to me plenty of times that I wasn't doing what I was supposed to do. I wasn't being as motivated as I was supposed to be and working as diligently as I should. And then something happens and it's bad and I get frustrated. But then I realized that this was a wake-up call that I needed to get back on the horse, right? Colloquially, metaphorically. There's a very famous Stoic saying that I like to quote all the time, and I'm sure you've heard me say this before. The obstacle to the way becomes the way. Right? Very famous idea that whatever it is that you're trying to achieve, if there's something standing in your way, that thing standing in your way isn't actually standing in your way as much as it is the road by which you accomplish that thing. It's for your benefit. God made good days for us to live in them, and God made days of trouble for us to also live in them and to grow through them, right? To the wise man, both pleasure and pain are useful tools. Pleasure allows you to, well, one, enjoy yourself, and two, practice temperance, right? When you're experiencing a good day, are you going to keep loading on the pleasure? Are you going to say, this is a great day, let's also go to the pizzeria and and eat a whole large pizza and then go get some ice cream after and then go home and then watch TV for four hours and then do God knows what else? Or are you going to say, this is a nice day, I'm going to enjoy it, but I'm not going to take it too far, right? I don't want to be a sensual being living for the senses. And then the bad is an opportunity for you to practice discipline, to practice tenacity, to practice fortitude, right? This is one of the Biggest, if not the biggest quality that will determine your success in any endeavor is grit, right? There's a very famous story that I read once, and I think it was in a book called Grit. I'm pretty sure the book is called Grit. But there's a story that the book tells where it goes something along the lines of, at West Point, they used to have a 72-question questionnaire, something along those lines, 72 questions that you'd have to fill out when you were applying. And they would look over those questions and see if you were a good fit, see if you had the the makings of a West Point man or woman. Well, they ran a little study. They ran a little experiment where they basically reduced it down to one question, right? They spent five or 10 minutes trying to find out how much grit do you have? How much stick-to-it-ness do you have? And what they found, lo and behold, is that that one quality, grit, was a better predictor of your success at West Point than that whole fancy, detailed 72-question questionnaire. So fortitude is one of the four cardinal virtues for a reason. And it is, in my opinion, the single most quality that's going to determine, secularly speaking, right? Even though it is one of the virtues mentioned in the Bible, I would say, of course, the quality you have to have is faith, or maybe hope, or maybe love, one of the theological virtues. But as far as just, you know, personal character traits, fortitude, the ability to to show up and do the work and to push through pain and difficulty or to use the language of the verse that we're talking about right now, to push through the day of trouble. If you can do that, if you can push through the day of trouble, 
you're very well on your way to becoming the man that God needs you to be. But ultimately, the idea of today's field log is to take the good with the bad, right? To understand that there's going to be good days and bad days and to be okay with that, right? The warrior king life isn't some sort of band-aid that's going to make your life pleasure and fun all the time, right? That's not what this is about. The whole point of what it is that we do is to understand that life, at least, you know, the earthly life, isn't ever going to be perfect, that there's going to be suffering and that you have to have a a nuanced opinion of what these things mean for you and how to handle them and how to approach them. And if you don't develop that nuanced opinion, things are going to be worse for you. So that's something I want you to think about today, right? This is not one of those days where we have a pause this episode, pull out your notes app kind of moment because there isn't an exercise. This is, it's really just meant to be a reminder, right? To myself, as much as anybody, of course, that enjoy the good days, right? A lot of times we work a little too hard. We don't allow ourselves to enjoy off time, leisure time. But other times we can be a little too weak and, and complain, God, why are you putting me through this? Well, Ecclesiastes chapter 7, verse 14 tells us that God made both. He allowed both to happen, and you don't know how it's going to play out. Right? You don't know in what way this is for your benefit. Maybe you go through a really difficult time to learn compassion. Maybe you go through a really difficult time to learn fortitude, whatever it is. Think about that today. And whatever you do, today, tomorrow, the end of this week, next week, Remember that God made the good and the bad. That's it for this week's Field Log. If you like what you heard today, you can follow this podcast on whatever platform you're listening on right now. You can also rate the show. That always helps out a lot. You can find me on Instagram, threads, and TikTok at marcian.cx for field log snippets, art, philosophy, and training-related content. You can also visit the website at marcian.cx for much more of the same. I'm still working on consolidating the Warrior King content into the Marcian.cx project. So check back at the website soon for the new and improved Warrior King training protocol, which is going to include supersets and my updated supplement recommendations. There's also a 2024 goal-setting guide on the way, and of course the Warrior King newsletter. If any of that sounds appealing to you, the links to everything are in the show notes below. It's all free, and as always, conquer the day. <laughs>